Welcome back, everybody. This is our Major League Baseball previews, and we are doing the National League Central and the American League Central today. You've got the regular Back to the Window crew with uh, Scott and Scott, and then we're joined, of course, by Chris King. And, and, and if you're new to the show, I am Scott Steen. I'm the lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. He is Scott Reichel over there on your far right, our stage left. He is my co-host every single day of our show, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And he is the senior handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm joined in the middle. It's the Paul Lind of sports betting. He is uh, has his own show every day at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, and it is called Just Parlays with Chris and Jim. And he is Chris. And uh, who are you, sir? What, what's, your, what's your name? I'm not Bobby the Brain Heenan today. Is this Bobby the uh, Brain Heenan? There he is. And because uh, Craig the Hammer Valentine was busy, so fair enough. He is actually Chris King. He is the master of parlays. He is the king of all parlays. So it's good to have him with us. Uh, we'll we'll ask him for some parlays as far as the uh, team totals and everything goes. So, as we mentioned, we're we're breaking down the centrals today. That should be exciting. Little uh, question question mark. Perhaps a little top heavy in both of those divisions, but we'll get. To I'm that. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> we're going to we're going to talk about team totals, and we're going to talk about our favorites to win the division. I don't know how much excitement there's going to be there, but we'll see. And the keyword in that sense is favorites. We'll bro- we'll we'll, division, we'll right? break down the uh, the value and see if there's an underdog or two that might uh, interest these guys. But before we do that, Tim Earl in the house. What's up, Tim? And by the way, Tim Earl is going to be joining us tomorrow as we break down the AL West and the NL West. So that should be fun there. Two of the at least one of the better divisions in baseball, the. Uh, AL West perhaps looks a little bit weak this year, but we'll, again, talk about that tomorrow with our pal Tim Earl. Of course, Tim, uh, he has his own little show here on the Max Wagers Network, and that is 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, Game Time Decisions with, uh, is it Decision? Tim, yeah, we'll have to ask Tim tomorrow if it's Decision or Decisions. I've seen it written both ways. Uh, it's with the. I thought it was decision, but I, I, I thought did, it was. I thought there was an OS. I did too, and then I saw it in our notes. It said decision, so we'll get the official word from Tim tomorrow. Uh, of course, he he's joined every day by Detroit Lenny and his uh, twin brother Nick. So there you go. Got to lose your mind with Detroit Rock Lenny. Detroit Rock Lenny, um, and check out all the other great offerings here at Max Wagers Network. Not just our show, not just yep, Chris's show. Game time decision, no S. No S. There, there you go. Thank you, Tim. And so Laura Oates is now fired. You can check you can check out uh, Midday Money every day with Sean Higgs. That's at noon Eastern time, 1 p.m. Eastern time brings you the plus money, honey. It's Allie Burns doing her show, Morning Wood. Get it? And uh yeah, then us, then uh, then Chris, then us, then Tim and Lenny, etc. So you know, Tim was at the uh, Hornets game last night watching the Nuggets pick up a 113-109 win. I'm sure he bet on Nikola Jokic to have a triple-double because that's his standing bet. So, uh, he did third s- quarter. He did mention yeah. that was a, a nice, easy rocking chair as it hit in the, the third quarter for the... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Charlotte can't defend anybody. They cannot. Especially, especially the center position. Yep. Yeah, this is true. Absolutely true. All right, boys, well, let's get into it. Let's jump right in. We, uh, we, need, to get, we need to be out in time. Yeah, yesterday we kind of bled over into the uh, into game time decision, so we will we will not do that again today. Apologies, uh, Tim. Of course, Tim didn't show up either, so he didn't really care. <laughs> well, so it all worked out. It all it all worked out as long as we didn't make Tim mad. That was that's what counts. So let's start off in the central. And the way that we're going to do this, we're going to break it down. We'll start with the uh, 
win totals and give our opinion on those. And we'll talk about the odds to win the division and uh, break down any bullet points that we might have, by the way. Please don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe to our, uh, not only just our YouTube channel for Winners and Winders, but our YouTube channel for Max Wagers Network as well. Jokic triple double, double nuggets three and a half. And I got my Murray jersey signed. Big day. That's a, that's a quality day right there for Tim. Congratulations, buddy. Even though I still don't like the Nuggets, but Fair that's enough. a different story. Fair enough. All right, well, let's start with the uh, the Kings of the Central. It is the Milwaukee Brewers. No, minus 180 to win the division. 89 and a half is the win total there. Scott, I'll let you go first. So, once again, I chopped around. I found 88 and a half for the Brewers, and that was at minus 115 on DraftKings. I like the over. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't. They have one of the best pitching staffs in the league. They ended up losing Garcia from the outfield. They did replace him with Renfro, and they also got Andrew McCutcheon, who will probably play, I don't know, 70 games before getting hurt again. But still, you know, they they have a great rotation. We already know that. They've gone over this uh, win percentage required for three of the last four seasons. They're the best team in the division. I'm going to take the over. Okay. You've got, you've got that at 88 and a half. We've got the over there. Uh, this is a team that has just too much trouble scoring runs. They're in the right division because they do have they do have great pitching just to run through that staff. Of course, you got Kirk Corbin Burns, the Cy Young Award winner, which uh, if you listened to us last year, you made some money on Corbin Burns, and you made some money on the American League winner as well, Robbie Ray. We like both of those early in the season. Uh, then Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. Is Brandon Woodruff the best two other than uh, Max Scherzer? I was going to say Scherzer's definitely the best two or because De- DeGrom, I'm assuming, is going to be one. But I think Woodruff for the last couple of years has been the most underrated pitcher in the league. Okay, fair enough. I thought there was going to be more there, but... Uh, then yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for that to carry on. It just sounded like there was oh, a no, problem just in there. general, he's he's great. It was. In, I thought it was. In, I thought it was an ellipsis, and it was just a period. So Burns took over for being the ace of the staff, but Woodruff's been a great pitcher for the last couple of years, and nobody really talks about him. Yep, Freddie Freddie Peralta, who really came on last year, Adrian Hauser and Eric Lauer round up that uh, that uh, starting rotation, and of course Josh Hader, great great closer there in the bullpen. I uh, got you set up, man. Devin Williams getting Boxberger. Boxberger. What is that punching stuff? Yep, absolutely. So, uh, Chris, how you feel about that? You like the over there, buddy? Sadly, yeah, because like you said, they they're in the right division to not have a ton of issues. Because let's face it, the Reds are terrible. Pirates aren't any don't, better. Don't spoil the rest of this. Come on, we got a lot the, of teams to go. And over. the Cardinals didn't sign anybody. Somebody's got to win games. That's how I'm looking. Yeah, at it. I, so agree, I agree. Battle, it's been a battle of attrition. Somebody's got to win games. I mean, well, they can carry over winning the Central to having success in the playoffs is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about Lorenzo Kane in center field. He didn't play a ton last year. He's 36. I know. Steen remembers him fondly from his days when he played of course. in Kansas City. Uh, and who knows what you're going to get out of Omar Nar- Narvaez behind the plate. And Renfro, you know, as much as everybody talks about it, he's a power guy, he also generates a lot of wind energy. Um, so you have to wonder, will they find a platoon guy for him uh, in that situation? Because nobody wants to see him bat 
a Joey Gallo-esque 190. I'm assuming it's him and McCutcheon that are probably going to rotate, but also you got to talk about Yelich, who's been kind of a mess for the last year and a half, two years. This yeah. is true. He fell off. A, he basically fell off a cliff after he won the uh, MVP a couple of years ago. Um, so it's like Scott said too, though. You know, they have issues scoring runs, but at least they're in a division where that's not as big of an issue. Three ninety. I'm hoping they can beat Tampa. Three ninety. Just find ways to win games three to two, four to three, and work their way to ninety. Three ninety six slug last year, guys. That was seventh lowest in baseball, and you remember how many bad teams are, there were. So that's that's not a great look for that offense. They did. Like you said, they had McCutcheon, they added Renfro. We'll see. Uh, I, I think this is a team, this is going to be an under team for me. Tim says, I can't bet the Brewers at minus 180. I want to talk about the Cardinals at plus 230. And uh, yeah, we might as well do that right now. So we're all in agreement there on the team total, on the win total over. We're not, I, I thought you said you like the under. Me? Are you meant, are you meant game unders for the Brewers? Game, game you unders, mean, game okay, unders. Okay, game unders. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. So we all like the over for the win total. Okay, yeah, cool. I think they are they they are the best team in that division. And let's move on to the Cardinals. They got a win total of 85 and a half, and uh, their number to win the division is plus 230, as Tim laid out. This is a Cardinals team that won 90 games last season. Uh, Chris pointed out they didn't do a lot as far as offseason moves go. They signed Heller Pujols. Yeah, they did sign. And that was a recently, uh, that was a recent development. They signed him to a one-year contract earlier this week or maybe at the end of last week. Chris, what do you got here, bud? I don't see the Cardinals getting over this number. Like we said, they didn't sign anybody. Uh, Wainwright is, what, 40 now? Um, Carlos Martinez left. Uh Kim went back to Korea, if I recall correctly. They brought in Steven Matz. But if you're relying on a front three of the rotation of being Wainwright, Miles Nicholas, who missed a whole bunch of time, and then Matz, um, you've got some issues in your rotation. I know they've got a good lineup, you know, but Yadier Molina's pushing 40. Arenado didn't do, didn't have as big of a year as I expected last year, and Goldschmidt's going to be 35. Um, I'm not sold that what they did was going to help this team that much. And I'm going to lean towards the under. You have to remember, they won 90 games, but they had, what, a 17 or 18-game win streak in September? 17 Beating up the Pirates? 17-game winning streak, and they've still got a 13-game road streak intact, by the way. So, Yeah, but how many of those were against the Pirates? You know, that's that's the that's you know you always have well, to look. Luckily for them, the Pirates are still in their division. So. Right. Well, right, but but I'm just saying you're not going to win 17 or 18 in a row in September to get over a number. Well, yeah, and you, you you talked you talked about uh, you talked about uh, Mikolas being hurt. Flaherty was hurt as well, and he's on the shelf right now with bursitis. Right. So that's a lot of times that's a harbinger of bad things when you've got some kind of tendonitis, bursitis. Uh, any of your any of your itises. Uh, and let's not forget, everybody was high on Alex Reyes a few years ago, and he's been a disappointment. Now he's hurt again with a frayed labrum, so who knows if he'll pitch? Right, right. Or if he does, how effective he'll be? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Adam Wainwright and uh, uh, Yadier are, are about to become the number one all-time um, battery. Catcher duo. Yep. Uh, the, you know, anybody want to take a guess who they're going to replace? Uh, one of the Necros, probably. Nope. I'll give you a hint. Some, it's somebody a, with Yogi? It's uh, somebody with the Tigers. Yvonne Rodriguez? No. With... 
I thought Rodriguez was a good guess because he was a catcher for an eternity, but he huh. wasn't mostly on the Tigers. Um, Chris is either thinking really hard or we've lost him. No, he, he there he is. Okay, there he is. is. Okay. Uh, I, I don't I'm just trying to think who was catching for the Tigers back then. So, um, Mickey Lolich is the pitcher. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're going back to the 60s then. Mm-hmm. So, you're... That's quite a ways back. See, and I um, thought it was I thought it was freehand, and I don't think it is. I think there was somebody else that caught in the sixties. So I know I had no point what I've gotten this. So no. I was I was surprised it was Mickey Lolich. I didn't I didn't realize Mickey picked, pitched that long. Yeah, well he yeah, he pitched all the way through seventy five with, with the Tigers and yeah. then he went to the Mets for a year in San Diego for two. Oh shit, I I'd forgotten all about that. Um, yeah, there you go. I'm just trying to see who was catching. Yeah, Bill Freehand was there for a while. Was it was it Freehand in the sixties? I didn't. I, th- I thought I read the name. Yeah, right. Freehand started in sixty one. Okay. Then he didn't play in sixty two, and then he was there from sixty three to seventy six. Okay, that's who it is then. Okay, there you go. Uh, very good, guys. All right, so this Cardinals team, eighty five and a half. Now we talked about it with the Brewers. You got to get some wins somewhere because you're gonna have nineteen games against the Pirates. You're gonna have nineteen games against the Cubs, and you're gonna have nineteen games against the Reds. So. 85 and a half is that is that uh you think you think that's a little tall for this Cardinals team that won 90 last year but on the heels of a 17 game winning streak so yeah I, I think they're probably gonna get to 83 or 84 I just don't see them getting much past that Not a lot of even me. with even with the the rest of the the central okay all right uh Tyler O'Neill you think this kid can hit you think he can bop strikes out a ton but he's a yeah that, that that's what I was gonna say he He's another Renfro, whereas you know he likes to generate a lot of wind. big wind and wind energy guy. Huge. What do you think about Mike Schilt getting getting canned? Do you think can can a manager really be that toxic? I like. I don't him. think it's, I don't think Schilt was the problem. Not to jump over you there, Scott. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying I, I like Schilt as a manager. I, I thought he was. A, I thought he did. What was, what was he supposed to do last year? They pulled off a miracle run in September. They made the playoffs. They lost in a nail biter walk off home run to the Dodgers in the play-in wildcard game. I don't consider that season a loss. I think that was actually kind of a win because they really rallied the troops and had a great second half. Now the word is he was toxic in the locker room. That's That was the, that was the deal. Yeah, he was so toxic. They won 17 in, a row I know. in September. I know. I, I don't know what that means. I guess they just hate yeah, him. Yeah, and, and now you're bringing in a guy. Marble has no experience as a, as a manager. Right. Uh, I mean, what do we know about this guy? Do we know anything about him? No, I don't. As I say, I, I just clicked on Baseball Reference and it says Paige can't be found. I mean, he was born in '86. Do you, Do you think Wainwright has a hard time listening to his manager when he's four years older? I, years I older? always I always wondered about that. You know, with the uh, you know Tomlin had that same thing uh, when he, when he was first hired. He had some you know grizzled veterans on that Pittsburgh team, and I always wondered about taking. Uh, it's like working with you, Rachel. You know. <laughs> I was imagining like Andrew Whitworth taking like advice from Sean McVay. Right. And he's like, I was seven like, that, when you were. That's a real good example. What are you talking about? You got got but, gray hair and shit. Yeah, that's a. It, it it is it is kind of a it is kind of a curiosity. Now this is a, a Cardinals team. They play baseball the Cardinals way, guys, and that means pitching and that means defense. And they lived up to it last year, especially on the defensive side. This first team that ever had five Gold Glove winners: Goldschmidt, Tommy Edmond, Arenado. O'Neill and Bader in the outfield. So uh, pitch to contact takes on whole new meaning when you have a defense like that, eh? Yeah, that, but that, that whole concept that you're talking about with the age reminds me of Law & Order where Lenny Briscoe talks to, uh, you know, Ray Curtis, and he goes, 
they got shoes that are older than you. Yep, absolutely. And ties too. All right, so let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about this Cubs team that uh, started the down. But you oh. guys never said, did you? Did you oh. agree with over or under on, this, oh. on that number? I'll play. I'll take a slight lean on the under there. I found an eighty-four and a half at minus one ten. I'm not sure going to lean over. I know that this team has definitely, I wouldn't say improved over the offseason, so to speak. The Cardinals just find a way. And I know that that's really a non-quantifiable uh, reason, but they've had an 86-plus win pace in 12 of the last 14 seasons. So historically speaking, they've gone over this number with ease. Yep. Flaherty only made 15 starts last year. Mikolas only made nine starts, so they should end up pitching a little bit more. Flaherty, I know, is on the shelf potentially until mid-May. They also got Corey Dickerson, so he might rotate with Pujols in the DH spot with lefty-righty matchups. I'm going to pick the Cardinals to find a way, because they always do. But 84 and a half, yeah, I feel like they're going to end up with 86. It's you know, going to be close one way or another. I'm scrolling through the rest of the division. I'm going to change my answer. Uh, 84. <laughs> it's so weak. It's so weak, it's just, the bottom half. It just is. Like, okay, so they get 84 if they go under. Like, well, I'm looking at these other teams like, well, who the fuck's going over then? Um, so I guess we'll find out eventually. But, um, yeah, I'll take a slight lean over 84 and a half. Um, I'm going with the over. I, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they'll end up with 86, give or take. Yep. Tim And Tim is exactly exactly expressing my rationale. He's going over because they still have 19 games against Cubs, Reds, and Pirates. Yeah, you got 57 mm-hmm. games against three three teams that uh, may not be that good. So let's talk about one of them here in the Cubs. 75 and a half is their number, plus 1,100 to win the division. Uh, fire sale last year for the Cubs. They got rid of uh, pretty much uh, everybody, at least at least their day-to-day players. Still have Kyle Hendricks, of course, out there. In the starting rotation, they've added Marcus Stroman, Wade Miley, and they still have Alec Mills, and they picked up Drew Smiley. Mm-hmm. Just to go quickly... Do any of us actually like the over? Because I don't. I can't do I think it. That, I think that Chicago will get close to 500. I think you have to figure they did bolster the lineup by getting Seiya Suzuki from the Hiroshima Toyo Carp. Well, he was uh, the main Japanese prospect, so good job by Chicago for snagging him. Yeah, um, you know, you still got Wilson Contreras in there. Uh, for now. I don't think he'll move anytime soon. I mean, they had a chance to move him last year and, and didn't. I mean, I, I'll miss Javier Baez, of course, but, you know, talk about another guy that can generate wind. Uh, Baez was one of them. Um, and they still got a lot of young guys that are on the way up. Nico Horners uh, acquitted himself fairly well in his time up with the team last year. I think 75 is a bit low. I mean, they won 71 games after they dumped, even after dumping all those guys last year. Um, well, I'm going to have to interrupt you there because when they dumped everybody, they wanted maybe like a 40 something win pace. Like they were awful post post trade deadline. So a lot of those wins were, let's just say front loaded when they had Rizzo. But they, but they also tanked before they traded all those guys. So I'm, I'm just saying once everyone was traded, they were disastrous in September. Quick reminder. They, they got rid of Schwarber, Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, and Kimbrell. Yeah. Well, they didn't get rid of Schwarber last year. Schwarber was already in Washington. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, that's that's the the, the others still stand. But this is going right. to be the first season in a while that they're missing the big three that they had in the lineup. I do acknowledge they made some decent moves. I don't mind getting Stroman or My- and Miley. I think that's a decent you know. Just that they got Miley for nothing. Yeah, I'm saying it's not bad. Smiley's a high ERA guy, but he's okay. 
And they got VR. They got Andal- and, uh, Andrelton Simmons to help out the defense at shortstop. So they made some moves. I'm still going with the under, though. I don't think this team is very good, just overall. I think they might trade Contreras if they're selling at the deadline. Their bullpen's still brutal, right? I, I mean, their bullpen has been an issue for years. Yeah, they well, they added some arms in the bullpen. You know, you got David Robertson, who's who's closed before. You got Michael Givens, who closed in Baltimore. You got Daniel Norris, who they picked up, who will probably be a a swing guy, I would imagine. I'm sorry, they got some names there, but I mean, Rob Robertson was out of the league. He was on the Olympic team. Like they brought him back into the into Major League Baseball, but I mean, he hasn't been relevant in years. I. I just don't think the Cubs are very good. I think it's going to be close. All right, we're going to pick up the pace here, boys. Yeah, I I think they're going to end up selling some guys at the deadline. 73.5 for the Reds, 1,400 to win the division. Uh, They have some pieces there. They have India, Tyler Naquin, obviously, Joey Votto. Um, Moustakas hopefully will be healthy. Since you want to speed it up, I'm going under. Okay, all right. Uh, Rotation. I I, I agree because, you know, look, they traded Eugenio Suarez. They traded... uh, Jesse Winker. Left in free agency. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tucker Barnhart, they got rid of as well. Right. Uh, Castellanos. I'm waiting for them to trade Luis Castillo. Miley's well, gone. He's, he's, yeah, Miley's gone. Castellanos gone. Uh, Winker, Suarez, like you said. Yeah. Uh, they, Votto they... had basically an MVP year, which nobody saw coming, and you expect him to come down to earth a little bit. But when you trade that many pieces, and Cincinnati's had a history of rebuilding kind of frequently they might blow the whole thing up anyway i think they'll win probably 70 games i mean i'm just looking at what they're projecting they're starting five to be it's male and then vladimir gutierrez who was decent last year and in times and then river san martin then Uh hunter green and their fifth guy is a non-roster invitee nick lodolo well, they're starting no. the season with Castillo on the IL right. and with their projected closer, Sims, also on the IL. Right. So they're going to be missing some pitchers to start. I have to their, their rotation is going to be Castillo, Molly, Minor, Gutierrez, and San Martin. That's going to that's yeah. going to be their regular rotation when everybody gets healthy. Yeah, until they deal Minor in like two weeks. Uh, because you I'm, know, yeah. I'm going with the under. Okay. I, I agree. I'm sticking with the under there, too. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm I, Just because the wins have to come from somewhere here. And if, you, if I've got the under in the Cubs... Uh, spoiler alert, I'm probably not going to take the over on the next team. So uh, the wins have to come from somewhere in that division. I'll, I'll give a slight lean to the over. I think the That's uh, why I like the over on the Cardinals, because spoiler alert, I got the under on the final three teams. I got the Cubs, the Reds, and yeah, the Pirates on. They, ha- they have to come from somewhere. Uh, Reds won 83 last year. Give me, give me 76, 77 this season. Okay. Uh, IC says it likes the over in the Detroit Tigers. We're going to get there in just a minute, my friend. Um, all right, so let's speaking of not spending much time, Anybody have anything nice to say about the Pittsburgh Pirates? 65 and a half, 3,500 to win the division. Um, yeah. Something nice. It, it's my best bet on the under. Okay. I think they're losing 100 games. Yeah. I, I mean, the this best is, bet is, you know, at least you can get a Permanente Brothers sandwich. Mm, get the coleslaw off my sandwich, please. Sorry. Cruz, I didn't say you had to get coleslaw on the sandwich. I'm just saying, you know. Is that positive? O'Neill Cruz is supposed to be pretty good. I don't know when they're actually going to call him up, but he might help him a little bit. But when your projected number one starter is potentially Jose Quintana, yeah, I'm penciling you in for a hundred losses. The brutal. That's a brutal rotation. Quintana, Brubaker, Thompson, Wilson, and Will really? Crow. Yeah, that's not good. He was like the worst pitcher in baseball last year. How the hell is he potentially your number one starter? 
Uh, they picked up Vogelbach from Seattle. They got Brian Reynolds. He, yeah, Brian Reynolds, actual baseball player. So we'll see if they hang on. And Cabrian Hayes, you know, has potential. They also lost Moran, who was one of their better hitters. Morlo said they ain't losing a hundred. 99, maybe. Uh, not agree to disagree. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm thinking there. Uh, you know what? I'll agree with both you guys. They don't win 65 and a half, but maybe they don't lose 100. Talk about, okay, talk, they talk go about, 63 and 99. Talk about threading the needle there. So, yeah, let's do that. Uh, as far as who, who we like to win the division, do you want to lay one uh, 180 or so with Milwaukee? The Cardinals are the only other team you can consider. Yeah. But... As we mentioned before, I'm leaning over on the Cardinals because the rest of the division is so weak. I didn't like their offseason. They got worse. I mean, Kim, we talked about going back to Korea. He was good for them. Yeah. And they lost a couple of other guys. But I'm going to go with the Brewers because I do think at full strength, this team is the best team in the division. And I don't think it's really close, to be honest. Give me pitching. Give me pitching. I hate to lay 180 on a division, but I just – you know, you won't see many divisions where there you have two guys, you have two teams, and then you have three teams that are all in, mm-hmm. double, in double digits. So, you know and what? Schultz, I thought, was good. So you have an unproven 35-year-old manager. I'll look elsewhere for my futures. I agree. Chris? Yeah, I have to agree, too. As much as I hate Milwaukee, um, the team that I would hate the most being a Cubs fan would be St. Louis. And uh, it would be wrong to try and back the Cardinals for anything other than finishing in the basement. And since I can't do that, since we've got the pirates in the division, I'll have to lean towards the Brewers winning. Yeah. Cubs fan hating the Cardinals is just, I mean, you have to do it, but mm-hmm. you're so not on equal footing there as the Cardinals have the second most world championships. They have the most of anybody in the national league. And, uh, I don't know. Good luck, bud. Cardinals fans, greatest fans in baseball. Just ask them. Yeah. I, I lived outside of St. Louis for four years. Uh, so I'm familiar with the concept of the greatest fans in baseball. Yeah, I, of course, they also tell you that Mike Shannon was a good announcer. So there's that. Absolutely true. All right, he's almost he's almost as good as Hawk Harrelson. You could put it on the board, buddy. Hey, speaking of Hawk Harrelson, how about those Chicago White Sox? Ninety-one and a half is their win total minus one sixty-five. This team can flat fucking hit the foot hit the baseball guys. They can hit the football, too. Yeah, they can. Uh, Anderson, Robert, Abreu, Mancata, Jimenez, Brandall, Gavin Sheets, Josh Harrison, and uh, Garcia. Show me the weak spot in that lineup. Uh, Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean that, that's the main takeaway. It was supposed to be Madrigal, but, of course, he got shipped off in the Kimbrel trade. Right, right. Right. So they've got Liam Hendricks closing. they got Kimbrel as your setup guy, as well as Austin Bummer and Joe Kelly. I uh, picked up Kendall Graveman. And uh, you also mentioned Kelly. He's also a new addition, of course. Yep. Yeah. As far as do, the, do they really need eighty-five different closers? I mean, Graveman yeah, was closed yeah, before. They and, do. Well, when Kimbrel blows up, you need some backup options. Well, uh, that's why you have Hendricks. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I'm completely sold on the rotation. You got Lance Lynn, Giolito, Dylan Cease, Keuchel, and Michael Kopech, who is, I guess we can the, a little bit of the shine off is off of his star as a brilliant prospect as he's a. Uh, Battled injuries, spent a lot of time in the bullpen. Yeah, is he going to actually start this year? Because he was good in the bullpen. It wouldn't surprise me if the White Sox, at some point during the year, might pivot and might use him as a seventh-inning leverage guy. 
But I mean, then who are you going to stick in there? Lopez again? That's the point. I don't know. But Kopech, we haven't really seen him go any distance in his entire career. Right. Because I'm looking at the other option that you have in long relief, and nobody wants to see Vince Velasquez start a game that means anything. Yeah, that's very true. And you know, there's going to be some. You know, there's going to be some time on the on the IR for that pitching staff. Yeah. Between Kopech, Keuchel, and Lynn. Yeah. My other question is, how long will Dallas Keuchel hold the starting job? I mean, he wasn't all that great last year. And he is Giolito actually good? I don't know, man. He was that was a weird career. He started off, and this is literally true. The only team he did well against was the Royals, and then he and then he mm-hmm. became a real pitcher for what two and a half seasons. Yeah, and now it starts to look like he's back to the Giolito of old. I don't know how much confidence I have in him as a two. Tim wants to know if he's crazy to take a spin on the Royals at sixteen hundred. I think you're there are, a year, worse, there are worse long shots. I think you're a year early, but you could see this young team coming together if, if they gel, they have some fun. Uh, if the pitching holds up, I think they're going to be able to hit the ball for a change, but they've got some boppers coming and they've got some arms in the bull in the, in the, in the rotation. So we'll see. We'll talk about them here in just a second. Uh, yeah, to your, to your point, Scott, Giolito in his career is eight and four with a 343 earned run average and 987 whip, 27 walks, and 98 strikeouts. Over 102.1 innings and 17 starts against the Royals. Yeah. By the way, you said the White Sox were 91 and a half. 91 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to interject. This is the best middle spot I have found for a preseason win total. I found 93 and a half. Okay. Available at minus 116 on FanDuel. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to go for a middle, of course, you only have two wins to play with. But yeah, that's a, that's, or, a, that's, a, that's but a still that's a decent window for win totals. Yeah, that's that's going to be the biggest window you're probably going to find. Agreed. I like the under, 93 and a half. It's actually my best bet for the division. They won 93 games last season. I know that, of course, the team is relatively similar to last year's team. I think the rest of the division got better, though, and they really picked on the AL Central last year. But Did Cleveland get better? No, no, Cleveland, Cleveland got better. I, I think the other teams got better. Uh, and you can argue that Bieber was injured for about half the year, so he'll probably be pitching more often. But I think overall, I think most of the teams got better in the division. The White Sox, though, I'm not a La Russa guy. I don't trust the rotation that much. I like the under. I think 93.5 is too high. Okay. Yeah, ninety. I think 93.5 is a little tall. Best three picks? Uh, yeah, let's go through these. Carl, and we'll, uh, we'll lay them out for you here at the end of the show. That's kind of as we, as we go through everybody. And uh, I don't, don't want to give too much away. A couple of coin flips here for the win totals for the other teams. I just don't see where wins are coming from for any other teams here. Um, they won 93 last year. Yeah, I give a slight lead on the under as well. If you 93 and a half, I think that's a solid number. 91 and a half, I don't want to get involved with that. Yeah, I, I see them with 90, something like that. Okay. I see them winning like 92, maybe 93. I was going to say, I don't think La Russa added anything to that team last year. And with the rotation being in a little bit of flux, they have they have more holes than I'd like for a 94 projected win team based on win total, whatever. Well, I think it's going to come down to rotation. They can, they can hit. If, yeah. that, if that rotation, if they underperform or get hurt, mm-hmm. I, I think you could have problems there. I don't I don't trust the rotation. So. Uh, second betting favorite is the Twins at plus 400. Uh, I have a wrong win total. What do you guys have? I see eighty-one and a half. Okay, I wrote it down. Uh, I wrote yeah. ninety. I wrote I ninety. Right I wrote ninety-one and a half, and I knew that wasn't right. Yeah, eighty-one and a half, plus four hundred to win the division. 
Ha! They gave the big deal to Brooks to Buxton. He hasn't shown an ability to stay healthy. They they signed Carlos Correa. I'm not really sure why they did that. I, I don't. They're gonna flip him. Well, I guess that's the. I mean, that doesn't make any sense from a monetary standpoint. Why not? But what? Why not? Why not what? You take him on for a couple years rental, and then you potentially trade him off for prospects. Well, because you're paying him a shit ton of money. You don't. Wanna... Yeah, for one year. What are they paying him? Thirty million. Thirty. You want to pay thirty million for four fucking prospects? Not not today. I'm just buddy. saying. No. If you're the Twins and you want to go through a rebuild, no, eh, nobody's doing. Could have been worse. But I mean, technically, are the Twins rebuilding? I mean, they they no. made that trade. They got rid of Donaldson, so they, could, get they could be. They could be if everything hits the fan. No, they're so not. So that's why they have the opt outs. They have some outs. They're not the rebuilding at all. They signed they signed Sonny Gray. They signed Dylan Bundy. They signed they signed you know. Yeah, they got Polanco and they sell Polanco and Sano uh, and Luis Arez, who you know is a guy who can hit that nobody talks about. Good average guy. There's no more Randy. Uh, what was the guy's? What was the food? Dobnik. Dobnik. Yeah, Randy Dobnik. Dobnik. No more Dobnik, man. That's a shame. Of course, he started like last over. year in AAA too. You like the over for the Twins, eighty-one and a half. See, I said the potential selling point as a fallback scenario, but at that point, the win total is already going to be dead. They got Correa. They ended up getting Gray, as you said before. They've made moves, so clearly they're viewing last year as an anomaly. And they became serious buyers during the offseason. They got Gary Sanchez, who I don't like, but they got Urshela. I like him as a player. The Twins' issue last year was pitching. They allowed th- uh, 834 runs, which was the second most in the AL. They also got Bundy, which is going to help the rotation. I like the moves they made. It's still a weak division as a whole. I like the over because I do think they can find a way to end up over 500. Let me tell you something. This Ober and Jax, they are going to give up some fucking bombs. Some Ober's absolute, not bad. Some, I think he can be okay. And don't forget, they also just signed Chris Archer today or yesterday. Yeah, yeah. This the team, experimental cheap piece. This is in this is in a, this is an over team for me as far as game to game goes. I yeah. like I like the under in their win total. I think this is a team that's taking a step backwards. That pitching staff is going to struggle. They got nobody in the bullpen. Uh, except for except for their closer, I, I like Taylor Rogers a little bit. Well, but you got to remember for them to take a step backwards, they only won seventy three games last year. Well, true, yeah, that's that's a good point. They they really took their step backwards last year. I think they, but I meant they took a step backwards. I think as far as their talent goes, uh, I just I just don't see it. We've seen we've seen these we've seen this team before. Uh, we've you know Kepler Kepler's a good player. Uh, Sano is very solid again when Buck and Buxton's good when he can stay healthy. Yeah, that's been a big issue, like you said. Yep. Well, same thing with Correa, because he's injured all the time, too. But Very true. He's I don't cr- know. Chris, I, what I do don't you got mind, there? I don't mind them buying during the offseason to make some moves to help address the pitching staff and the rotation. Go. Yep. I'm waiting over. Chris? I can see him getting to 82, 83 wins, just yeah. because I know that some of those teams are improved, but like we said, Cleveland took a step back. And, you know, they're, they're still going to play teams like Baltimore a bunch of times. Yeah. And with the way interleague play is, I'm not sure – which division the Central's playing this year. Right. Um, but you might be able to steal some wins there if you catch a fortunate team like you get to play the Marlins. I'm with you. 80, 82 wins, 83 wins, whatever. Yep. Something like that. I'm under that. No way this team plays 500 baseball. Uh, let's move There's on. No, Scott will eat his straw hat. Let's move on like a, like a mule. Let's move on to the uh, third betting favor here. This is Detroit Tigers win total 78 and a half plus 700 to win the division. Uh... Again, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for pitching. This is this is a great rotation. They bring in our Eduardo Rodriguez to uh, 
to anchor the top of that staff, Casey Mize, Scooball Pineda, and Matt Manning. Uh, I like what they're I like what they're doing. Uh, they've got I think they're going to have enough bats this year. They brought Baez. They brought Baez in. Uh, I think these guys uh, take have another year. Like uh, I think Badu is going to be a real hitter. You got him at the top of the uh, top of the lineup. By the way, I still don't understand. Uh, if your last name is Badu, how you don't name your kid uh, Yabba Dab, but uh, that's, just, that's just me. Um, brought in Jonathan Scope. Uh, he, was, uh, he played with him last year. Scope was there last year, but they brought in Barnhart. That's right. They brought, yeah, they brought in Tucker Barnhart. We talked about him from the from the, uh, from the the Reds. Now, do either of you guys think Spencer Torkelson is going to make the team? Make the team? Yeah, why not? Maybe. I don't know. You, you think, he, you think at some, he'll be on the roster at some point? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that. I, I don't know that they don't play with his service time, but he'll be. Yeah. I think he'll be with them by whatever. Yeah, that, whatever that's that true. Is. The, First the ever popular manipulation of service time. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know how they changed that with the new contract. So maybe it's not as much of a deal. But they didn't seem to be willing to give much room there. Um. <laughs> I found seventy-seven and a half. I'm yeah, so over. did I. I have that I'm, I'm going over. You might argue the team under uh, overachieved last year, and I know that the manager was involved in a cheating scandal. I really like Hinch as a manager. I think he's really good at his job. So if I think that you can outmanage other teams during the course of a game and you got more talented during the offseason, I like the over. By the way, Carl, I know you're waiting on our best three picks. This is one of mine, the the over 77 and a half. I think I think this uh I think this Tiger squad is ready to take a step forward this year. I could see them going over as well. The one concern that you have is will guys like Heimer Candelario ever you know, show up and play decent baseball. He was a hot prospect when he was traded by the Cubs back in 2017. It never it hasn't really panned out. And what are you going to get out of Miguel Cabrera? Well, I mean, he's, he'll be 39. I believe they're on the hook for 32 this year and 33 next year to, to, for Miguel Cabrera. What an it's, albatross. It's, all, it's awful. Yeah, but it's almost like the Chris Davis deal, which I'm sure you guys. Well, you well know, that's, what, that's, that's yeah, now right. the new Bonilla deal. Because he's right. going to be getting paid till like twenty forty, but I like the over. I, I think they'll finish eighty one, eighty one, something like that. Don't tell Letty that. Don't tell Letty that you like the Tigers. Will he think that's a jinx, or does I don't, I don't understand, Tim? No, yeah. his confidence will just be too far through the roof. Oh, okay. Get the, get the big head. I'm disappointed that they're going to move Fulmer into a, uh, you know, an eighth inning role. Well, they tried him in the rotation. His arm kept falling off. Yeah, so they tried. True, to, but I mean, Chase Anderson and getting signed—you know—that's not a. That they gave him the Kerry Wood treatment. Yeah, I remember those days. Very true. Uh, don't forget they got Riley Green coming too. Uh, right. Very good. Very good outfielder. He's a top ten uh, prospect, not just for the Tigers, but for everybody. Uh, all right. Google, I think, got got shafted by a lack of run support last season. It wasn't bad in the second half. I'll go to his head. Yeah. Yeah, they just never seem to score runs when he when he's on the mound. Very true. All right, so let's talk about a team I think we're all going to agree took a step back, which is going to be the Cleveland Guardians. 76.5 is their win total. I didn't even put him on the chair today. It doesn't matter. He can see out the window. Uh, 76.5 plus 1,000, uh, 10-1 to 1 to win the division. I'm on the under. Uh, it's great. It's a good pitching staff. Beaver Savali, calm down, please. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bieber, Savali, Zach Plesek, Kyle Contrell, Tristan McKenzie. Yeah, McKenzie. Is, the, Trist, is Tristan McKenzie the best five in the league? He's up there. Yeah, he's definitely going to be in the top couple yeah. at least. But so, if you look 
the lineup, and like you said, it's a dumpster fire outside of Jose Ramirez, who they've apparently tried to try talked about trading. Yeah, uh, and if they do, then you basically have nothing. You guys were, extend him, so I think he is on the market. You guys were right, by the way. It goes to Detroit Lenny's head. Uh, yeah, he's already saying they're going to win the division. Uh, Bronco Devil says the AL Central plays the NL West. Oh, that should go well. Mm-hmm. Oh well, then. A couple of bad teams. I did Break actually. I, I did actually know that because I was looking at the Royals schedule because I yeah I know they play the Dodgers. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure you get snakes. So I mean, at least you have that. I see. Since since he's, he's got the over seventy six and a half, paying one sixty. Uh, you guys want? That's pay... a lot of juice. That's a lot of juice for a win total. I was gonna say you want to pay one sixty. You want you want to look around and find a seventy seven or seventy seven and a half at for a reasonable price. Yeah, for win totals, I would rather just take one ten. Honestly. Well. Yeah, one one sixty is pretty rough because it, it could blow up in your face either way. I'd be happy with one. I'd be happy with one twenty or one thirty. Yeah. Um, We're guys, all on the under for for Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay. I, the best thing I can say about this, they have a great rotation. They have a, a great closer in Class A. They can't. They can't hit. They got a bottom five lineup in the league. Yep, that's yeah. I mean, how, how many games can they realistically win two to one or three to two without their yeah. bullpen blowing it and giving up six runs in an inning mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, well, this yeah, it's hard to get to the closer. Uh, Class A, four hundred seventy-one of his thousand fifty-seven pitches were hundred plus. That was the most in the league mm-hmm. by far. Uh, we'll see. I want to see. I want to see this kid straw play. He's a uh, he's fast there at the top of the order. But I, even if he even if he turns out to be good. I don't saw him play it when he was at Houston. He's he's kind of a punch okay, and Judy okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why he's at the top of the lineup. But I think seventy six and a half. I'm playing. I'm playing the under there. Yeah, well, I can see. But I'm, I'm thinking like seventy three and eighty nine, and it reminds me of you know Major League Two when Parkman comes out there when Vaughn comes out. and He's like new new haircut, same dead arm. Yeah, that basically sums up Cleveland. Yep, you Abs- know. absolutely. So we have just uh, one more team to get to on our show today, and that's going to be the Kansas City Royals. 74.5 is their win total, plus 1,600 to win the division. I didn't know they still had a team. Ah, how about that? Uh, it's a shame you guys uh, in Buffalo there lost your team after just a half a season last year. Um, well, to be fair, they were they were considered back in, in the 80s before they went to – or the early 90s before they went to Colorado. Which makes more sense. I get it. Denver's a bigger metropolitan area. Anybody sure. know who uh, led the minor leagues in home runs last year? Uh, Bobby Wood Jr. He did not. MJ Melendez did. Okay. And he's the uh, he's the heir apparent to Sal Perez. Uh, he'll be up this season. Nick Prado's going to be up this season. Of course, Bobby Wood, I wouldn't be surprised. I believe he's going to break camp with the big league team. What kind of numbers did Melendez put up? Uh, 40, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with the name, but I didn't see a lot 40, of his 41 home, 40 run, 41 home runs between double and triple A. So does that make Perez the DH when they call up uh, the new kid? Yeah, they've kind of got a they've kind of got a glut at uh, at DH slash first base because they've they've got they've got Santana and they've they've got Hunter Dozier that they don't really know what to do with. So they're going to have to make some moves here to clear. So they're going to ship Dozier, right? I think that's right. If you can get somebody to take him, he's on a, He's not on a very friendly deal. They signed him to a pretty big contract here a couple of years. Yeah, back. He's also not very good. That's a separate story. Here's my problem. Uh, I, I love good this story for another show. I love this lineup. Nikki Lopez is going to play shortstop. Uh, when Albert, when Alberto Montesi is not playing shortstop, they've got him as the DH. I don't know how long that's going to last, but, uh, he's a decent, he's a decent fielder. We'll see. We'll see, uh, if they end up putting, uh, Whit back in the outfield. It will, it's it's going to come down. What to about that. O'Hearn? How is he going to factor in? That's the other. That's that's, that's that's the other. That's the other one that cr- that creates that logjam at first base. 
So first base is going to be Nick Prado's probably starting next year. So it's it's what they do with O'Hearn, what they do with Santana, what they do with Hunter Dozier. It'll be it'll be kind of curious to see. Um, the rotation. I'm just curious as a Royals fan, what you thought of Benintendi after you guys got him last year? Uh, I liked him. I didn't. I thought he, he he finished strong. I didn't really love him to start, but he's been he's been solid. He's a good he's a good fielder. He's no out. He's no Alex Gordon out there in third in left field, but. He's yeah. a doubles guy, right? Yeah, he's a doubles guy. He's not gonna he's not gonna bop for you. But I'm okay with Ben and Tandy. Um the the problem's gonna come in the rotation. You've got you've got yeah. Grinky Keller, and then you've got the young guys of the draft of 2017, Bubich Singer and Daniel Lynch. And this team is gonna go about how the young guys go. If those guys uh lock it down in the second in their second full year, well, Singer really had COVID year was his mm-hmm. first year, but if, if those guys can lock it down, then I think this team can compete for a wild card spot, perhaps. Um, they always seem to do well at putting together bullpen, uh, putting a, together a bullpen uh, out of uh, out of spare parts. They've got Scott Barlow moved into the full time closers role. We'll see what happens there. He's a hippie, so you never know. But uh, I'll see. Now, uh, fan graphs show that Carlos Hernandez was the fifth starter. They might rotate here and there. That might have been before they picked up Grinky. Well, they show Granky, Keller, Singer, Bubik, and Hernandez. Mm, no, it's definitely going to be Daniel Lynch. I don't. I don't think they are. I don't think. I don't think they're going to start Lynch in the bullpen. They're going to give. They're going to give Lynch a start. At, uh, they're going to give him a shot at starting. Uh, they may have I'm a short. See where the hell Lynch is on this? Oh, he's still. I was going to say he might start here on the minors. They're no. showing. They're showing him down at triple. Projected to be a triple A with Kowar and Zerpa. I hope Coar gets called up because he was my favorite fade last year. That yeah. was a hell of a run. Yeah, he really was. And, and again, him, him and pitches for Baltimore. You got you got to remember it takes it takes a while to learn how to pitch in the majors for these young guys, mm-hmm. especially coming out. In year of ninety for about a week and a half, it was great. Yeah, Jackson Coar was a good fade. Um, we'll have we'll have. I to like see. the over. Yeah, I I agree. I like it's one it's. Yeah, that's another one of my favorite bets. I like the Royals over seventy four and a half. Anybody see a better number? Uh, yeah, I think, I think that was the number that I had. I actually I found seventy three and a half at minus one twenty eight on FanDuel. Shit, they make over seventy four and a half in spring training. Um, I yeah, they, I, I think the, I think they the might give up. They might give up seven hundred runs by the time spring training is over too. Uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be an over team. I think this and this is a Royals team that traditionally st- struggles to score runs, but I think with this infusion of you know Bobby Wood is hit everywhere he's went, everywhere he's gone, he's hit so. Top three prospect in baseball. And number one prospect in baseball, according to uh, Baseball Prospectus. So that's why I said top three because it varies depending on which projection thing you use. We'll see. Uh, baseball I, American, I'm sure, has something different. Mm-hmm. Pro- it's almost consensus top three. But... Straw projected four homers, twenty five stolen bases. Yep, uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh... I feel like Kansas City is in a weird spot where their win total's so low for a team that has a lot of talent. Now, of course, it's unproven talent, right? And it's young. That's better than nothing. Yep. And yep. with the with the youngsters, you know that in September, even during the out of contention phase, which they might be in, they always do pretty well in September when the young kids get playing time. No so question. I think that helps. No question about it. I've got. Like, and don't forget, Scott. You also got Mister Amir Garrett, who likes to get in fights, so he'll get to rekindle his rivalry with Javier Baez on a nightly he's, basis he's the, over uh, there in the AL Central. He's the fourth line enforcer yep. that you need on a team, right? Yeah, he's Bob Probert. Yeah, they got Jake Brents as well, Taylor Clark. Uh, Piamps did did well last season in his uh, limited duty. So, um, Josh Stallman 
uh, he actually learned how to pitch a little bit last year because he lost his lost a lot of velocity in the second half of the season and actually uh, had to learn how to uh, pitch versus just throw. So I think that'll serve him well as he gets his uh, as he gets his velocity back this season. So is good. it a hot take for me having Minnesota coming in last place? Uh, not Minnesota, no. sorry, Cle- Cleveland coming in last place in this division? No, they're they're slotted fourth. So no, I don't think that's much of a stretch. They're they're sl- they're slotted at what two more victories than the Royals? Yeah, your hot uh, take would be if you said that the yeah. uh, Pirates were going to finish second. Yeah, that'd be a hot take. Agreed. Buffalo suburb. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, what do you guys think? Royals over seventy four and a half. Everybody on that? Seventy three and a half. I'm on the over. Yeah, you, you got seventy three and a half over. somewhere. Okay, good. Um, it's minus one twenty eight on Fanduel, but still, yeah, I'll, I'll take the. I'm over. fine with that. Uh, Royals team won seventy four games last year, and I th- and they let a lot get away from them. I, I think they'll be better this season. All right, so let's recap here, boys, before we wrap it up. Uh, as far as the National League Central goes, somebody like a little bit of a spin on the uh, on the Cardinals there. No, okay, not really. I, I the over the win totals, my version of a spin. Okay, so we we all like we all like the Brewers there. We're all we're all chalky. Um, and your favorite win total from from the uh, from the NL Central. Well, I know uh, Rochelle Rochelle's going to say it anyway, so I'll just take it for him and say the Pirates under. 65 yeah. and a half. Okay. I think they lose a Honda. Okay. I, I probably agree with that. I don't hate the Brewers over 80 and a half either. I think that number's a little bit low. Somebody's got to win a bunch of games. Somebody's got some, I think somebody's going to win 90 plus in that division. I think it's going to be the Brewers. Yeah, they could get to 91 or 92. Yeah, I think that's I think that's about right. Um so no other you're not looking at anybody else. No Cardinals and obviously nobody else, right? I was tempted by the under with the Reds because I do think they might end up shipping off Castillo and they lost a bunch of offensive pieces. Mm-hmm. But that number is low to begin with. Yeah, so and if you get any lower, you get down away. towards Pirates territory. American yeah. League, can anybody challenge the White Sox? I say no, but I like the win total under. Okay. Yeah, I think if anybody's going to challenge, it's going to be because the White Sox regress and somebody gets hot. But I don't know if I don't know if Minnesota or Detroit. Uh, have it in them this year. Like you said, Kansas City's probably a year off. I'll give you a hot. I'll give you a hot take. If it's not the White Sox, it'll be the Tigers. It's not going to be the Twins. That's my oh. hot. That's my hot take. All right. So I've given two of my three favorite bets. Uh, I'll take yeah, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Pirates under three favorite bets, Scott. I have the under with the Pirates. I have the under with the White Sox, especially a 93 and a half. That's a hell of a middle if you want it, but I think that number's too high. And I am going to go with the Royals over. I think that that line is too low. This team, talent-wise, should probably win at least 77. Chris? I agree with Scott about the Pirates. Uh, I'm going to say the Tigers go over 77 and a half. I think they'll probably be right around 582 and 80 or something like that. All right, very good. And, and, and like I said, I'll take the Royals too to go over. Okay, very good, guys. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We're still we're still five minutes long here, so again, apologies to Lenny. Uh, hopefully, Lenny will give us a pass because you know we're saying good things about the Tigers. So um, we're going to swing it right over to Lenny, Nick, and Tim. You guys, thanks for watching us. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. Finish it up with Tim Earl. As we I guarantee, you we're going to have to stop on time tomorrow because Tim has to do his show at at, uh, at five. So yeah, he just won't show up. Yeah, there, there you go. 
So, uh, yeah, check that out. We'll be doing our regular show tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as well as the final breakdown as we do the uh, National League West and the American League West. Chris, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Scott, have fun at the the Nets game tonight. Enjoy it. You guys have a great day. Good luck on all your plays. We'll be back to do it again tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, on Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.